Soul to open the show. Very, very exciting. Very exciting. We've been sort of talking about this one for ages. Yes. And then finally an opportunity came up to do it and we were like, yes, yes, yes. Well, I've been quite surprised at the Travis shit that's been going on with the mm. punters dying and, yep. you know, it's very different rap to what it was in the 80s. I think 80s was more hardcore, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now it's fairy floss. Yeah. Well, if you're going out with a Kardashian, you're not hardcore. No, no. You know. See, something very interesting happened in 2017, and that's hip hop became bigger than pop. So right. hip hop is the, the the most now the most popular music yeah, genre. Yeah, right for the kids. Yeah. Mm. So so it's like you, you can you can kind of imagine this kind of thing happening. Like, oh, I mean, as awful as it is, it's like those big popular shows where fucking it's so big that things start going wrong, you know. But did you hear that they were syringing their necks and stuff, like the crowd? I did hear that. So well, weird, Were, were yeah? they doing it with Pfizer, do you think? Was it an anti-vaxxer thing? No, were- no, <laughs> I th- no, no, no. No, they saved that for. Uh, oh, I thought it might have been an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> thing. No, they saved that for the protests. They just got right. ya. Vaxxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> you're vaxxed, you prick. Yeah, vaxxed. There you go, eh? Yeah. Do you know? But I, I did see footage of them holding up their mobiles and stuff. Like that's the thing with the rap in the eighties. It was pretentious. Yeah. Everyone's a fucking superstar nowadays, right? But to be a superstar in the 80s, you had to have something really special about yeah, you. Yeah. I'm sorry, that cunt doesn't have – sorry, that's really bad. We'll bleep that out. That guy doesn't have anything special about him. We're going to look at legends today. We are. We're really going to look we at – We really are. And that's what made me think – I mean, we have been looking at hip-hop, but it's a great time to do it because I think in the news it's all about people suing this Travis, whatever his name yeah. is. And crowds didn't act like that in the 80s. And another thing is like hip-hop in the 80s had its origins in like at house parties and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, You know right. what I mean? It, did. it was a very underground sound. It was very underground. And before we rip into the, sh- into the show, I'd like to give a big shout-out to my mate Steph. He's my uni mate and his beautiful girlfriend Sonia who I'm yet to meet but I can't wait. We're going to have a drink soon. Get on you, Steffi. Steph was the one that suggested uh, mm. a while ago that we, we look at this. And it's a great idea because even though we know nothing about it, <laughs> yeah, that's another thing I've got to bring up. We it could be very funny. We would never profess to be no, that's right. experts at hip hop. We love hip hop. Yeah, we do. We love hip hop back then and even now. But 
just because you love a plate of spaghetti doesn't mean you know everything about Italy. And you you're know? good at eating it. You know? That's right. Yeah. That's right. But we're going to have a crack anyway because we love the music. The show is going to be full of music, by the way. It will. To reduce us sort of and uh, we can drink. giving away shit fags that are wrong. But But no, look. We'd like to say, and this is especially for our international guests, that, yeah, we would never profess to knowing everything about hip-hop because it's more than, hip-hop's more than just the music, it's more than the clothes, more than the dancing, more than the scene. Hip-hop's about the people. So unless it's it's so sort of connected to the people from from where it came that unless you're one of those, you can't truly know hip-hop. It's like the whole world is standing on the margins and appreciating hip-hop. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I picked D La Soul because at this stage, it was 1988, I just started working at Chasers, mm. which was a night called Fat, yeah. which was the biggest sort of R&B, hip-hop, funk night. In Melbourne. And I've, ha- I've asked before, did you have to be fat to go? No. Oh. You had to be very slim. And I'm sure <laughs> yeah. I gave you that same answer. Yeah, you did, yeah. I probably did. <laughs> um, and I remember getting a job at Chasers at 18. I just turned 18 and someone spotted me on the dance floor. And for a white chick to get into the black community, gotcha. which was dandenong really. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, look. It was Dandenong. But you had to be stylish to get into a hip-hop club. Oh, fuck yeah. It wasn't like tracksuits and stuff. Mm. It was very stylish. You had to look cool. Yeah. So De La Soul, me, myself and I, I loved dancing to that. Yeah. At, on the podium. I used to dance on the podium. Yep. Um, that was from their album Three Feet High and Rising. I loved the artwork with De La Soul. It was a lot of flowers. Yeah. It was kind of very 90s. It was just the end of the 80s, yes. very 90s. I liked the three of them, the trio, mm. and I loved in the 90s they had, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Sorry I can't get through. Yeah. Like everyone had that on their answering machine. They were machine. going into like a hippie trippy sort of yeah. vibe, weren't they, De La Soul? More like Arrested Development sort yeah, of. Yeah, I yeah. think if you looked at Arrested Development, it was like the leftovers of De La Soul into something Something different. A bit more psychedelic. Yeah. yeah, I loved that. And I loved Ela Soul. That was always a big hit for us to dance to, me, yeah. myself and I. And it's also produced by George Clinton and that's the other ah, reason yeah. I love it because George Clinton knows his funk and it mm. was a little bit more produced than the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just James Brown loops and stuff. It was you could hear the George Clinton in it and yeah. that was the thing that grabbed me. I wouldn't have known at the time it was George. Yeah. But it was very P-Funk orientated. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Now, hip-hop would have its origins, the very, very beginning. Some say way back in 73. There yeah. was a guy called DJ Cool Herc. This is the sort of myth, you know, this is the legend that this guy DJ uh, cool Herc from Jamaica came to a house party, I believe, in the Bronx, and he bought these two uh, decks, these two sort of vinyl decks, mm-hmm. and just sort of whipped them out, hooked them up, and started scratching. You know, yeah. started scratching the vinyls and basically producing a new sound out of like already existing recordings, you know. Yeah. And this was a new thing. 
And people were ab- apparently so blown away by seeing him do this. They remember the date, they remember the party and blah, blah, blah. If you go back and sort of you talk to a lot of people and look at a lot of interviews, apparently there were sort of versions of this happening, you know, the same sort of myth of the origin of hip-hop existed in all the five boroughs of New York. It's very much in New York origin mm, hip-hop yeah, because it was very connected to the black community and, and the ghettos and so forth, the projects, and it was, you know, linked to, uh, you know, lower socioeconomic groups and it was really um, they, they, they couldn't afford music and they were, make, they were making their own. Cut and pasting. Yeah, that's mm. right. And, and, um, and another thing, this is also why it took so long for hip-hop to reach the mainstream. It, it existed within the black community in the underground all throughout the 70s, very, very popular house parties and so forth. But it wasn't until the 80s that it really, well, 79 really, but then really prevalent throughout the 80s and it really, really exploded. And it's because um, the recordings, the recordings of the raps, of the vocals didn't happen until sort of 79 onwards because recording was expensive. And, and it they, was. They, they, um, uh, it wasn't yet in the mainstream and the artists themselves just didn't have the money to record themselves. That's it. And we're going to look at a lot of the classic guys that started at first and also your normal, like, you know, your commercial rap mm. and stuff that made it really commercial. There were a lot of really big hits in the 80s where you went, oh, rap's not that bad. It's mm. really cool because it was quite socially, you know, they did say a lot. Yeah. It wasn't just about the birds and the bees. It was about, you know, fuck the police and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there were social issues that were brought to the forefront. Yeah, absolutely. That I think actually might have made more of an impression than some fucking dumb cunt on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've really gone underneath the bar on Facebook by just anyone from Fitzroy says that this is fucking shit to putting a record out and telling people how it is. Yeah. Absolutely. And and doing it through doing it through not just music but dance and fashion. Like the, the statement came across artistically. Absolutely. Not just fucking giving it away. Different times and that's why when I look at this shit that's going on with this Travis whatever, Mm. I think, oh, you're not fucking hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. You're fucking pantomime. Yeah, yeah. You know? Now, um, Sammy brings up a really good point and that like for for one, Sammy mentioned rap. Now rap, you know, rapping is like rapping at this stage – did exist right back into jazz. So rapping mm. being, you know, speaking like over scatting. music. Yeah. Yeah. That did exist sort of right back. And and I, I guess the seeds of hip hop were planted right back then. And a lot of a lot of even the terminology hip hop came from uh Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of like scatting and everything, because everybody was like going, um, 
It's a hip, it's a hop, a hippie dippy dippy. And that yeah, dippy dippy yeah, dippy yeah. is an similar. old scatting thing that Louis Armstrong used to yeah. do. Yeah, and we're so going to play that song tonight too. Ah, great. Yeah. That's where the term hip hop came from, mm. you know. Like, like bebop, those, bebop. Yeah. Bebop, yeah. bebop, hip hop, hip hop. Yeah. I reckon that's it's true. true. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, really, really interesting origins. The other point that, that um, Sammy brought up then as well it, it, it gave these people a voice. It was really, really important and it was a really important movement in terms of freedom of speech, mm-hmm. allowing these people because no one was they listening to them. They didn't have any, that's right. They didn't have a platform. Nobody was listening to them and life was fucking tough. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why the music was so powerful and that's why it burst through in such a spectacular way and, and everybody hooked up with it because it had so much substance, you know. And even if you weren't subconsciously aware that you were hooking up with this music, mm. you heard it at the nightclubs. Yeah. Especially in Melbourne and the kind of cooler clubs and you kind of went, oh, really? Mm. Really? That's mm. what you feel. Like you wouldn't have known otherwise if you hadn't have heard this kind mm. of stuff. This next track I really love, which is from Public Enemy, so we'll give this a whirl. We're going to invite everyone into this show tonight and this is one of my favourite songs and I'll tell you why after this. Hit me! So get them off truck and then bomb the corner They don't care cause they stay paid anyway They treat you like an ace that can't beat the tray I know you stumble with no use people If your life is on the line then you're dead today Late comers with the late comers stretching That's a body bag in disguise y'all I'll bet ya I call them body snatchers cause they come to fetch you With an autopsy ambulance just to dissect ya They are the kings cause they swing amputation Lose your arms, your legs and them is compilation I can prove it to you, watch the rotation It all adds up to a f- Situation. So get up and get, get, get down 911 is joking your town Get up and get, get, get down Late 911, where's the late crown? Get up and get, get, get down 911 is joking your town Get up and get, get, get down Late 911, where's the late crown? What a groove. It's so groovy but there's so much depth, so much artistic depth within it. I love it. And weren't they scary, Public Enemy? Like they were just so in your face. They were. They were unapologetic. They were there with a message. 911 is the number you ring when you Mm. ring the police. Yeah. Do you know when Australians ring an ambulance, they will go 911 before they go triple zero. Stupid Australians. They do though when they're panicking because they've seen it so much in the movies and the blah, 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 that it actually goes to triple zero in our country (laughs) because they're so used to it. And Public Enemy was Chuck D, Flavor Flav. I've got to take my glasses off. I can't read anything. (laughs) DJ Lord. Def Jam Records, by the way, and a lot of James Brown sounds. Yeah. 
producer Rick Rubin. So they were huge when they came out and Flavor Flav had the big clock around his yeah, neck yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the gold teeth and he just looked old but young. He's it always was like Harry Potter before Harry Potter. Sort of fucked up like that. Yeah. You know? Very Harry Potter. Yeah. I think a lot of people base mystery. I don't know. Mm. He just he was full on in your face. But yeah. this song 911, you got an instrumental to this. Like mm. you could get an instrumental. Yeah. And when I had my dance troupe, we used to do the Metro and Chasers and Oh God everywhere. We came out to this song as an intro. Oh, awesome. And Batesy would rap a song about the band and actually yeah. introduce all the people in the group. Yeah. And I kind of didn't really know what it was but mm. I relied on them to know because I wasn't up with it. I wasn't up with the gang. Yeah. You know, I wasn't in the ghetto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pretend I am. Yeah. But these guys came from the Commission Flats and Paran. So they're yeah. in the ghetto, right? Yeah. The fucking Commission Paran. In Pran. Yes. Have you been up in those? Sometimes. Oh, they're fucking horrific. You wouldn't <laughs> put are. a dog in there. Nah. Right? Nah. And my DJ, DJ and Flex. right behind Chapel Street, Exactly. You. Yeah. So we used to – and behind Chasers. Yes. So you'd go to Chapel Street and you'd go to visit your mate. Mm. There was just an energy about it. Yeah. That was very fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. And my DJ used to live there mm. and he – that's why I asked you what's that song? Police eat a dick. Yeah. Because I love that police eat a dick. And I said to Batesy the other day, I said, What was police eat a dick? What yeah. was it? Because he used to edit stuff in. Yeah. Batesy couldn't remember either. And it was he nice was like, tea, oh, wasn't it? Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was. I don't know. But 911 was the intro we used to. So we were mm. laughing about it, how mm. Batesy would come out and do. You know, Raz, Rhythm and Soul, Ecstasy, you know, and introduce everyone and yeah. we'd all dance and yeah. do our thing. But I really love that. It, I have fond memories of that. And oh, awesome. It was a part of the club culture. Yeah. Now, it's important to know we're not sort of moving through the 80s chronologically with these songs. We're just going to throw a bunch of songs at yeah. you and have a chat about them. Really, there is so much... Awesome, hip-hop. awesome material from the 80s with hip hop. You know, for a new genre to explode like that and be so, so good and for their, you know, you, you could go on and on and on. Of course, you know, um, Sugar Hill Gang and Run DMC. We're going to play Sugar cool Hill J. Gang. Yeah, great. And all N- NWA, all of these sort of coming through. And Salt and Pepper. You know, yeah. are we playing something? Well, I want to make sure that we play stuff that you really enjoy as well. Right. I don't want to go too hardcore so people go, oh, we didn't get that song. Like yeah. I know what was big in the 80s. Like 911 was on a lot of the music shows. Yeah. We saw Public Enemy do this song a lot. Yep. Me, myself and I, a little bit more obscure but still around. De La yeah. Soul was still huge. They were big in the 90s as well. But the third track we're going to do is, of course, The Beastie Boys. Which were interesting because they were white. Yep. And people fucking loved them. Here we go. Now, boys, don't get into any trouble while mommy and daddy are gone. And don't make a mess. Do you like parties? Yeah. We can invite all our friends and have soda and pie. Yeah! I hope no bad people show up. 
What's that noise? Fucking what a pumper. Great live, this track. Yeah. I've done this track live, very 80s. Mm. And people love it because it's so rock orientated. Yeah, it is. And I think this is where the Run DMC, uh, what's the other band? Yeah, Run uh, DMC. No, and the guys that they mixed with, the rock band. Oh, God. Why have oh, I th- Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. I think Beastie Boys sort of took a leaf out of that book. Yeah, although, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying there. I, th- I think. Or they took a leaf out of theirs. I can't remember who came first. Yeah, yeah. Although, you know, um, Beastie Boys were like a, a bona fide rock band. You know what I mean? They yeah. they didn't start scratch like they were always like a rock band. Yeah, they sort right. of approached hip hop. Um, instrumentally rather than through scratching. And they were kind of like the Revenge of the Nerds version of it. Yeah, although they were so fucking good. I mean, yeah, they do They do sort of like. Daggy. Yeah, like Dewey, you know, sort Dewey, of white you guys. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, it worked though. It did. They were fucking awesome. Yeah. That was from the album Licensed to Ill. Good album. Mm. They toured with Madonna in 85. Virgin tour, that's right. Would you believe it? Yeah. You can't see it going together but, um, you know, both I think both they were New just Yorkers. new and Madonna loved them. Yeah. And put put them on my tour. Mm. So their first hip-hop single was a prank call set to music. That was what they did. So they did this prank call set to music and then it just went through the roof. Oh, I think I can remember that. And the first a lot of money they made was a lawsuit that they earned against uh, – the song was called Kooky Puss. British Airways sampled the song and they made $40,000 because they weren't given permission. So they kind of made their money because when a Licence to Ill came out, I think they lost – I don't think they made much yeah, money. Yeah, no, it was a failure. Yeah. It was great in the chart success but the record companies ripped them off. Yeah. Something went wrong there. Mm. Yeah. Like, like they were huge but they didn't – I don't know whether they had bad management or whether they had something go wrong but they never saw much money come from it, which yeah. happened in the 80s. Yeah. A lot to artists. It's kind of – Look, I, I don't discount that they weren't awesome, but it's kind of frustrating that uh, they were the third rock act in, inducted into the um, Hall of Fame. When you think of like all the hip-hop acts that that could have been inducted into the Hall of Fame, of course, uh, you know, of course in, in the top three it's got to be a, a, a white group, you know what I mean? Within what is essentially a black genre, you know, that's that's kind of frustrating. Run DMC had a good career though. They Run did. Run DMC broke down a lot of the first rapper yeah. kind of things. I think uh, they were the first rap group to be on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like stuff like that. Per, uh, first to have a platinum record for Raising Hell. Yeah. And... Yeah, look, I mean, look, I think Beastie Boys were huge. Absolutely. They were because... Their video clips helped as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, it was possibly easier for them because because they were white at this time, you know. Like that, that's what I'm saying. The, the thing um, 
the the thing that Run Run DMC did that was very strategic, of course, and Sammy mentioned it before was was hooking up with Aerosmith and doing uh, Walk This Way, like rapping over that. Yeah, that was that was an old song, Aerosmith from the seventies. I think it brought Aerosmith to light as well, though. It brought them back as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it was something that was really clever. Yeah, it was good. Uh, you know, beneficial. I personally for both don't of them. like the song. Yeah, right. I'm not a big fan. I love. I, I love the. I love the riff. I love the groove. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was a Beastie Boys fan for five minutes, and then that was it. Run DMC. Uh, Beastie Boys. Yeah, oh yeah, right. yeah. Oh Boys. yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um, never bought the record, but yeah. I think people love the underdog vibe. Yeah, of right, the daggy okay. guy that gets the girl, you know, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but people still think of the Beastie Boys as a legendary thing. Mm. Right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Which is interesting, but that song does go down really well because it's very pub. Yeah. Very yeah. Melbourne pub. Yeah. What's that noise? Because yeah, people yeah, know yeah. the lyrics to that. They can be dumb shits. Beastie Boys. That's you know? kind of one it's of the, the reasons Jessie's I girl hate it. of rap. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's quite, right. That's one yeah. of the reasons I hate it. It's the it's, Jessie's girl of rap. I, I just, it's like kind of. Angel in the centerfold when you can hear all the crowd singing the na 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 na, and yeah. part of you wants to just like you know drive off. I haven't cliff. done that to be honest with you. Yeah, don't, don't, please don't. From <laughs> from the years, the fourth one, mate, girl power coming in. Hey. We're gonna do. Uh, you got to mention these chicks. Because they were amazing. And I remember seeing them as a little tucker going, wow, they're so sexual. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. God, I live for this. I fucking love that you song. You really love it. I remember it coming out at the time and it was just, as you say, they were bringing like an, a, like such a sexual element to hip-hop. Not just hip-hop but pop music generally. Mm. It was really empowering for women mm-hmm. within the hip-hop genre which was largely male-dominated. Yeah. But these girls were tough, you know. 
Uh, they were from Brooklyn and Queens. Once again, you know, like reinforcing the the New York vibe of this whole genre. And uh, they were fucking fantastic. You know, they danced as well. That you know, the huge part of their act. Yeah, absolutely love Salt and Pepper when they came out. Now, this um, some records show '86 for this, some '87. It probably did a lot of uh, touring in the underground before it sort of exploded on the mainstream in '87, which possibly explained that. But there you go. Actually, didn't write down the year, but mm. I do remember the time. Salt and Pepper thought the band name was great. Yeah, there was a lot of merchandise that went out. Like they st- like this thing as my salt and pepper jacket. Ah, oh, yeah. So it's Fuck yeah. um, it's actually not mine. It's Fab's, but I've always <laughs> kept it. Leather sort of hoodies oh, with L.A. Lakers or whatever on the back, or Lovely. salt and pepper. Really stylish kind of outfits that the, the jackets they yeah. wore, and we used to wear them in our group. Mm. And. Spinderella, obviously, on the deck. Yeah, the so DJ. this is the first time we saw a female DJ really as well. Well, yeah, in the mainstream. Not like now yeah. where there's bimbos everywhere with their tits out from fucking Melbourne, Australia. Plus pressing play. You're pressing play on their fucking CD players. On their clit. Yeah, and <laughs> becoming dietitians, like whatever. Oh, fuck off. And um, I really loved that we had a female DJ the two girls were strong. One of them looked like she would smack you in the head if you fucking gave her the shits, mm-hmm. especially the front woman. Yeah. And I loved that and I think the track was great and they've been really successful. Mm. You wouldn't have thought back then that they would have albums upon albums and work with In Vogue yeah. and, and yeah. do, you know, duh, like just fucking what a man, what Hugely a man. Hugely popular a, into the 90s. Very feminist group, believe it or not. They love their feminism yeah. as well. They're very Christian these days as well. Yeah, they all go Christian, don't they? So Salt was Cheryl James, Pepper was Sandra Denton, DJ Spin was, or DJ Spinderella, I should say, was uh, Deidre Roper. And you wouldn't hear um, Spinderella uh, rap until the 90s, you know, like yeah, she, that's she right. was sort of spinning for them and scratching for she them. She was the look, yeah. And um, when she came out, I th- was it was it Shoop? I think Shoop. she came out and, and started rapping with yeah. the front girls. <laughs> Shoop. And that Shoop-y-doo. was enormous, you know, that was a big 90s. You know what? Track. And I think when you look back at. Salt and Pepper, they probably started a lot of those girls' groups like in Vogue. Yeah, yeah. Where they came out and did, you know, never gonna get it. No, yeah. never gonna get yeah. it. Like that was huge. That was a great um, It was just an opening for yeah. that. And there were a lot of girls' groups. Um, a lot of, there was in Vogue, there was, what was the other one? Beyonce's one. Destiny's Child. Destiny's yeah, Child. Shit, like that thing, started it? coming in. Yeah. And I think that was the start. 15 million records worldwide, Fuck. hot, cool and vicious. One, mm-hmm. million's copy, one million copies in the US. That was the album. I dug them. I thought they were great. I didn't go mental over them but I have watched a couple of cover bands try and do this track, like white cover bands. Mm. No. They had a lost fourth member. Um, in 1986. Where did, did she go? Oh, who knows? To the loo? Yeah, oh, probably. She didn't come back. Latoya, of course. Latoya Hansen, 1986. And that was it for Latoya. Well, that was the thing. When people got too big, some of them got scared and ran into the bushes. Yeah, yeah. And not only their own bushes. Yes. 
and went into the real bushes. That's right. I think I think Latoya was before Spinderella, and I mm. think Spinderella, I think Latoya left. Spinderella came on, and it's sort of in '87, and and then stayed on for good. Love it. Spinderella was my favourite, mm-hmm. and. I think thought she was really pretty. She was 15 when she joined the band. Jesus. I thought we should mention this next track. Without a doubt, this track is probably one of my best hip-hop rap tracks. Have a listen. Makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Broken glass everywhere. People on the stage, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back. Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with the tow truck repossessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating. I fucking love it. Fucking fantastic. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. So cool. The message. So cool. So this came out in '82. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of um, a lot of a lot of hip hop fans and sort of people around the time, a lot of musos say that Grandmaster Flash was actually heavily influenced by Grandmaster Flowers. Grandmaster Flowers, um, you know, he's sort of up there with DJ Cool Herc in terms of being one of the pioneers of uh, hip hop and one of the earliest people that. Uh, audiences can remember, uh, you know, scratching and, and spinning on on uh, dual decks. Mm. And Grandmaster Flowers actually opened for James Brown in 1969. So it goes right back then, you know. Fucking wow. incredible. Fucking incredible. I've never heard of Grandmaster Flowers. Yeah, yeah. Was he in Ice House? No. <laughs> no, that would have been interesting. There we go. That would so, have been huge influence on, of course, Grandmaster Flash and African Be- uh, Africa Bambata, um, with Planet Rock. You know that song, Planet Rock? No. Yeah. I might by mm. name. I think eighty one or eighty two or something like that. The girl. No, I think I'm talk- thinking about something else. No. Sugar Hill Records was the record company. Ah. Produced by Clifton Jiggs Chase. Hmm. Fucking one of my favourites. I remember it being on Sounds. Yeah. It wasn't that obscure. Like we actually saw it on the radio or the TV shows of a Saturday morning. And Melly Mel and uh, Grandmaster Flash obviously. They also had another track called White Lines. 
which was Grandmaster yes. Flash and Mally Mel, which Duran Duran covered later on in their career. They collaborated with them on it. Did They'd, they? Yeah. Oh, cheeky pics. Mm. Well, I love Grandmaster Flash and I think I love the outfits they're wearing and the fact that it's shot in a gutter somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just like, you know, and people pissing on the stage, you know, they just don't care. Yeah. It's fucking true. Punters are pigs. <laughs> they really are. And I kind of really related and I hadn't even worked live yet, right? And I'm like, is that what people do? They piss on your stage? Pretty much what they're saying Mate, is they piss all over you. Were, were you playing in the band in, in, the, in, the, in the Muppet Show when we played that venue in Richmond and that young dude had picked up a cougar and he laid her back on the stage and started fucking her and, and he, he sort of laid him down like near Rip- – The depot? Oh, don't say it. <laughs> it's not yes. called the depot anymore. No, it's the uh, – what is it now? The precinct or something. Anyway, um, yeah, well, yes, yeah. Yes, it is. You're right. You're right. You just can't say that. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't know what that happened. <laughs> Something happened. It was, I was thinking of that white actress actually. I wasn't yeah. even thinking. No, she was there. We met her there that night. Oh, really? We went there one night and met her there. Yeah, right. When it was zhuzhed up, the like years later, The ex-husband's in MasterChef at the moment. Huh? Doing really well, the ex-husband. Oh, serious? What's his name? The footy? Like, Pick a the guitar one day. Oh, is he? What? Yeah. I can't, What's his I'm not going to say it on here, fucking but I know who you he's mean. He's on MasterChef. <laughs> he's fucking a really good cook. Is he? I mm. picked up a guitar one day and then the fucking, <laughs> Yeah. Right, remember? You yeah. went for one of his venues. He had a venue at the so waterfront. So a very popular footy player. Um, What's his name? Fuck it. Nick Rewald. Yeah, I'm sure Nicky's on fucking MasterChef. Is he? Well, I'm thinking So he came to him. see our band. He came to see our band because he owned a lot of venues and we, we wanted. Um, He's actually quite intelligent. Yeah. Compared to yeah. what I've heard. I think he was just nervous that day. I picked up a guitar. Yeah, he came. He, he sort of came to see us rehearsing. Oh yeah, that's was, right. Um, we we were sort of looking at each other. To, you know, we you were going to work at his venues. venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he didn't. He, did, you know, he wanted to chat with us, but he didn't sort of know what to say. <laughs> and we just wanted to play. Really, it was a rehearsal. And and um, he said he got sort of nervous in the middle of telling us some anecdote, and he sort of like went, I. I, what, I, I'm not very musical myself, but one day I picked up a guitar. <laughs> and sort of that was the story. Yeah, great. Oh. And we and knew the girlfriend at the time. You knew the girlfriend at the time. That's right. And he yeah. was going out with Steph McIntosh, um, Jason Donovan's sister. Because he's married now with kiddies. Yeah, 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 of course. But unless I'm thinking of a different dude, I'm pretty sure he's on MasterChef at the moment. He was going out with Steph at the time and Steph was there as well. And... Um, Steph actually brought Steph, Steph actually brought him. Was like, oh my god, you know, you got to come see Jay's band, blah blah blah. And she she was the conduit sort of. And I remember the the bass player, the English bass player, had no idea who either of them were. And then um, they, you know, when they left and everything, he sort of turned to me and he like went, "Does she have a lot of hits? That girl." 
Does she have a lot of hits? She has a lot of tits. <laughs> Not hits. That's awesome. Well, we have met some strange, but I'm pretty sure it's Revolt on MasterChef. I love MasterChef. I hate mm. to say it is good. I'm getting older, and I do love. No, I've always Rebecca loved that. Gibney's on it at the yeah. moment, and they're cooking stuff and yeah. whatever they're doing. And I love Tilly Ramsey. Mm. I love Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Anything. We love Gordon Ramsay in this household. Like Maddie and I will spend five hours watching Gordon Ramsay <laughs> tell people off and piss ourselves laughing. <laughs> like we would die to have dinner See, with I've him. worked with so many chefs who um, are just like fucking angry pricks. I sort but of, his reality I watched, is so good though. It is good. It's, it's very good. He remember, is reality. Remember he came to Australia though and he was just like a rude cunt? Like He, he came to Australia and he fucking hated some of the restaurants. Yeah. yeah. But remember he called Tracy Grim, he, he fucking tore through Tracy Grimshaw. No. And it was completely unprovoked. And he was he was sort of banking on the fact that like we would have some love-hate relationship with Tracy Grimshaw, which we don't. Like no, everyone don't. fucking loves her. Yeah, we do. And everybody was like, um, what did you say, asshole? Like he said, I forget what he said about her. Something like she's got boxy shoulders or fucking, I don't know, he was tearing through her. Boxy shoulders. Yeah, I don't fucking I think he's gone through his phases where he's been a little lost but since he's had kids mm. he's just, like he's just such a good businessman. Like he just rips through these restaurants. We love him. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sort of loving the Tilly being on the show and mm. and doing a home cooking sort of stuff and Rebecca Gibney's great as well. Oh, awesome. There's a, they're all really good. They're all really good and I'm pretty sure he's on it but I might be wrong but <laughs> I'm thinking it's him all the time. Let's jump on and let's play another song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just played the Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Love. Now let's do the hardcore shit, man, NWA. Which is also a fucking great song. Here it is. Right about now, NWA court is in full effect. Judge Dre residing. In the case of NWA versus the police department, prosecuting attorneys are MC Ren, Ice Cube, and Easy Motherfucking E. Order, order, order. Ice Cube, take the motherfucking stand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help your black ass? You goddamn right. But won't you tell everybody what the fuck you gotta say? Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it bad cause I'm brown. And not the other color, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. Fuck that shit cause I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be beaten on. And thrown in jail, we can go toe to toe in the middle of a Is selling narcotics. You rather see me in the pen than me and Lorenzo rolling in a benzo. Be the police out of shape, and when I finish, bring the yellow tape to tape off the scene of the slaughter. Still getting swallowed up bread and water. I don't know if they fags or what. Such a nigga down and grabbing his nuts. And on the other hand, there we go. I love NWA. I'm not going to, I don't need to sell it NWA. Stands for, and I won't out of respect, 
Um, but yeah, awesome. These guys, point of difference, are from Compton, California. Um, you know, all the other artists we mentioned being from sort of New York, five boroughs. And all have their own separate careers as well. These guys, this. yeah, they did. They like did. It's like the superstars of rap all yeah. in one. Yeah, I actually absolutely. thought this was like a we are the world of, of rap music. Yeah, and it was just sort of, I guess, like a, you know, the, the birthplace of all these like fucking incredible artists. Incredible. Um, Ice Cube, of course, Easy E, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, you know, still sort of kicking it, of course, bloody Ice Cube as well. Um, Is Ice Cube in acting now? Yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Ice T. Yeah. Ice yeah, T had Ice a great well. acting oh. career. Yeah, yeah, He's in for some sure. CMI. It's one of those cop shows. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I like him as an actor. I think he's fucking brilliant. But Ice Cube's awesome. You, you know, I, I, think, I think with these guys, with a lot of these rappers – uh, there is there there is an easy link to acting as well because their lifestyle they're talking yeah you know what I mean yeah. it, it, it's 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 an easier jump than a singer coming in acting because these guys are already talking it's just and they've experienced so much more yeah oh yeah absolutely like so yeah. much more I just a fucking awesome actor yeah. like I love his perform yeah, you know yeah. like, and he's piss funny as well. If really they get funny. a good agent, they're they're laughing. Yeah, especially yeah. if they've done music, it's like a stepping stone into the acting. Yeah, and a lot of them just stick to that. Mm. You know, especially Ice T. Yeah, yeah. Because Ice T was huge. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden he was acting, and we're like, what? Yeah, you know. Yeah, these guys, NWA, Public Enemy, Ice T. You know, they 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 sort of represent, I guess, uh, they 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 call them gangster rappers and so forth. I find sort of that terminology a, a little bit problematic because these guys were just talking about their life, you know what I mean, just as they all are just talking about their life. They're not gangsters necessarily, you know what I mean. They, they're, not, they're not sort of crims. I, I, I really think that's like a music industry term, calling them gangster rappers and so forth. I mean it gets celebrated and owned these days but it's like – it's like saying because they're talking about their life and because it's so edgy, it, it's like criminal territory, you know what I mean? I, it, I, I hate that. Yeah, look, it was run by drugs though. A lot of these people did have a record deal. Funded. It, I mean, I mean it, was so, it was so expensive to record. That's right. That they it would, was funded. That's, yeah, they, they, would, yeah. they would often, you know, some acts would often yeah, sort of. Yeah, because a lot of them have been, I mean, even um, – Rocksteady crew have all mm. been shot because of drugs and yeah. stuff. Like it was always around and mm. it was financing a lot of this stuff. Mm. And even – but that wasn't just the rappers. It was the normal industry. You know, there's a book called The Hitman where they explain how Coke mm. used to get their songs on the radio. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. about how talented they were. Mm. It was about the Coke they supplied the ra- the radio station. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was a similar thing really. Yeah. It's just they like to make it such a big thing because they were black artists, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 interesting. But like I remember I remember uh, interviews they were sort of talking to Ice Cube and saying you know, you guys must have because they were sort of in a, a lot of these guys, a lot of the the you know what I just call gangster rappers and were in the late eighties and they asked Ice Cube uh, if he sort of looked up to like um, Sugar Hill Gang and so forth 
you know, were they sort of pioneers? Was were they their heroes? You know, were they the the sort of icons that they looked up to? And he was like, nah, they they were they were a very sort of clean, very kind of clean, unthreatening version of what they did, and they were actually trying to do something new. You know, well, NWA was the hardcore stuff. Yeah. Where Sugar Hill Gang was about groove and and stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, getting a really good rap happening where these guys just went straight yeah. to the point. Sugar like, Hill Gang and like Grandmaster Flash and stuff. They had to be subtle about talking about their edgy lives and so forth, and a bit more metaphorical. Whereas like NWA were just going for it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Swearing, totally. you know, bring swear, full on bring swearing into it. But I think without Grandmaster Flash and Sugar Hill Gang, you probably wouldn't have had the NWA. Oh, no. For, oh, yeah. I absolutely think they not. took it yeah. that one step further yeah, because totally. they saw the opening there. Gotcha. Yeah. And I mean, we didn't see NWA on all the, any of the music shows, but mm. you definitely heard them in the clubs if you went to the right clubs. Yeah. And then they were getting. People, this was the stuff that people wanted to buy yeah. more than anything because it was so undercurrent and it was rude and it mm. was everything was wrong with it. Yeah. They became quite huge. And the name didn't help that as well. Yeah. Like people yeah. loved the name. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the next one we've got is oh, it's a ripper. Run DMC. Have a listen. You ain't gonna believe this place. Word. I'm telling you, come on, you're gonna bug. Hey, this is a rock and roll museum. You guys don't belong in here. <laughs> I'm the king of rock. There is none higher. Sucker MCs should call me sire. To burn my kingdom, you must choose fire. I won't stop rocking till I retire. Now we rocked up party. It's come correct. All cuts are on time. And rhyme connect. Got the right to vote. And we'll elect. And other rappers can't stand us. But give us respect. of rock rum dmc awesome the only rap group to perform on live aid fuck yeah yeah that's right if you look up i was doing that today three huge points of these bands Mm -hmm. that was one of them yeah and then of course the first rap group which i mentioned before on rolling stone yeah so and the first to have a platinum LP for Raising Hell. Yep. These guys were pretty influential. Yeah. And I'm starting to think maybe Beastie Boys might have just fucking taken the leaf out of their book. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I always get Beastie Boys and Run DMC mixed up yeah. in my head. Yeah, yeah. Different colours, honey. I, I, I think, I think, uh, in, I think it's the guitars. Yeah, yeah, it's the rock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Run DMC, you, you think the only track everyone would know was the one with um, Aerosmith. Mm. Walk this way. But I didn't want to play that. I wanted to play something that they had in the 80s that was kind of that you wouldn't know. Didn't you say to me in an SMS that Eminem did a 
version of this with them? King of Rock? Or was that something else? No. No. Okay. Hmm. All right. But um, Run DMC were huge. They were the first ones to get a sneaker endorsement. Ah, yeah. So, you know, when they were giving out the either, I don't even know what the sneakers were, but they used to get endorsed. Yeah. And they were really, you could, you remember seeing the sneakers in the videos and stuff. They really made sure they showed that. Run DMC, I loved their logo. I loved everything about them. And, you know, Walk This Way was probably one that you always, that everyone remembers. And Run DMC, they've got to be in the group. They've got to be in the show. Yeah. The next one though. Oh, look, if you're going to talk commercial. Oh, also, while we're still yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about Run, Run DMC. Yep. Um, uh, Joseph Simmons uh, from Run DMC, uh, actually he's, he's, he appeared on stage with, as a DJ for um, Curtis Blow. You know the yeah, breaks? Yeah, these are the breaks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, like, I guess that was sort of like early inspiration and ex- career experience for him. So, like, incredible, incredible, you know, like really amazing band. So, a little fun fact there. Well, Curtis Blow's I wanted to legend. mention Curtis Blow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love I mean, that song. These are the breaks. Yeah. I think that was the only thing he had. I'm not sure if he had yeah. one. But a lot of the times these guys had one single that you know about mm. but there was a lot of other albums and stuff. Yeah. But literally sort of, the, you know, the breaks, that was like fucking. These are the breaks. Yeah, 80, 80, <laughs> so one early. Or 81 yeah. or even 80, 1980. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Now this track I wanted to play because this was probably the biggest commercial track, hip-hop rap track to come out in the 80s and I remember doing this in a band even. Mm-hmm. Fellas, try to do what those ladies tell us. Get shot down cause you're overzealous. Play hard to get females, get jealous. Okay, smarty, go to a party. Girls are scantily clad and showing body. A chick walks by, you wish she could sex her, but you're standing on the wall like you was Poindexter. Next day's function, high class luncheon. Food is served and you're stone cold munching. Music comes on, people start to dance, but then you ate so much, you nearly split your pants. A girl starts walking, guys start gawking. Sits down next to you and starts talking. Says she wanna dance cause she likes the groove. So come on, fat so and just bust the move. Someone could cure your lonely condition Looking for love in all the wrong places No fine girls, just ugly faces From frustration, first inclination Is to become a monk and leave the situation But every dark tunnel has a light of hope So don't hang yourself with a celibate rope New movies showing, so you're going Could care less about the five you're blowing Theater gets dark just to start the show Then you spot a fine woman sitting in your row She's dressed in the yellow, she says hello Come sit next to me, you fine fellow You run over there without a second to lose And what comes next? Hey, bust Move. 
to try to make a move and she says no way. Girls are faking, goodness saking. They want a man who brings home the bacon. Got no money. I love it. Fuck, I loved this song. Came out in 89. So commercial but fucking great. It was fucking cool, mate. Everyone loved it. Everyone loved it. It was huge. Yeah. Number one. He was actually born in the UK, a Jamaican uh, heritage but born in the UK. Marvin Young. Yeah, yeah. Loved this song. I bought the album. Did you? Really? Yeah, yeah. I was young. Bought the album. Mm. It was very good. It was, it was number one for a long time. Bigger was, than MC Hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very closely linked to, uh, you know, Tone Like, um, Funky Cole Medina, mm. yeah, Buster Move, all that kind of thing. Very closely linked but to But, of that. course, we had a fabulous Aussie on that track. Oh, yeah? Flea from the Chili Peppers. Oh, fuck, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. You that's forget right. that, don't you? Yeah. But when you hear the bass line, yeah. dum, 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 like it's fucking great. Yeah. And that's what makes the track. Yeah. And I remember hearing when I was little, this is Flea from the Chili Peppers and mm. it made me appreciate the Chili Peppers more. Yeah. Because like you don't realise when you hear a whole concept yeah. how good every muso is and when they go off and work with other people, you go, fuck, that's Flea. Oh, you see him in He plays light. that yeah. like that, you yeah. know. Ah, uh, brilliant. Yeah, Number one in Australia, this, this one was fucking, we loved it. Fuck. Delicious vinyl. And really it's a one-hit wonder, you know. Yeah, yeah. He has yeah, had Stone other Cold records. Ryman, the album. Stole Cold, yeah. He has had other records, like Believe It or Not. Yeah, he went on. I mean they but, all would have been waiting for this. But yeah. You know, you wouldn't want to do a 90s revival. I mean this was 89 but it was really – he won an award in the 90s for this. Mm. But the chick in the background that sounds like a horny cunt yeah. is great. And I remember learning this track for a band I was in. I think the band was called Shebang. I was fucking someone in it anyway. <laughs> and I had to learn the ah, uh, yeah, ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah, ah. Uh, and I loved doing the track because that's all it was. Yeah. And then it was, if you want it, you got it. If you want it, baby, you got it. And I loved her fucking voice. Yeah. yeah. I was like, who is this whore? Yeah. What yeah. is she doing? That's great. She's ruining me. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how someone that does so little on a fucking track mm. can absolutely influence your Fuck life? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a, it was just it was just a really beautiful marriage. And she wasn't Samada Garrett. It wasn't Sinead no, Garrett. No, they didn't. It was some whore from the ghetto. Someone I don't know. Who just went back to the ghetto, you exactly. know? Exactly. Who knows She did who it and was. had three kids. Yeah. And I loved her and I thought it was sexy and live. It worked really well. Yeah. It's yeah. probably one song. I mean, look, Batesy's coming to DJ in Br- Brisbane. Oh, ah, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've said to him, look, look, we may get you to do a set for an hour before we come on, like yeah. Moody's music. Right. Yeah, the Princess Theatre. Oh, cool. And Brizzy, buy your tickets. And mm. I'm thinking of using Batesy in between the breaks, blah, 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 because we've got a dance floor in Brisbane. See? Oh, fuck, it's so, going to go off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a beautiful, it looks beautiful the way they've redone it. And this is the stuff he would play mm. where you'd go, oh, I remember this track because Buster Move was fucking huge. Yeah. 
And I just remember the staircase with the chicks and I remember the shorts with the love heart on the bum oh, was a yeah. big thing in the 89, 90s. I yeah. actually brought a pair. <laughs> I brought a pair of black velvet shorts with a love heart on it and just shaked my ass at Chasers. <laughs> and I think they cost me like 30 bucks at the bloody Melbourne market, mm. whatever. But I was very influenced by Buster Move. Yeah. Loved her voice, very sexual. And there's Cute. even a, there's even a a, um, a sample as well on the backing track. Another vocal, a male vocal, which is like a James Brown, like that. Yeah, woo. Yeah, it was you know, James, that, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible. Really, James cool. was used a lot. Oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know. So the next single we're going to do is LL Cool J. Fuck yeah. Now what do you want to hear? I need a beat or I need love. Do you feel camp or do you feel upbeat? Upbeat. Believe it <laughs> do or you, not. Can we play both cuz I <laughs> feel right. camp. So this is I need a beat. This is cool. That's pretty awesome instrumentation, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm going to play this camp tune because when you got a little bit lonely and sad, this song would really melt <laughs> down with you. And it goes like this. It's very fucking daggy. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall And in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call Telling me I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove For the first time in my life, I see I need so love Millie Vanilli. giggling about the games That I had played with many hearts, and I'm not saying no names Then the thought occurred, tear drops made my eyes burn Cause I said to myself, look what you've done to her I can feel it Baby. inside, I can't explain how it feels All I know is that I'm never vision of the raw deal Pretending that I'm true Holding in my laugh as I say that I love you Saying I'm more, kissing you on the ear Whispering I love you and I'll always be here Although I often reminisce, I can't believe that I found A desire for true love floating around Inside my soul, because my soul is cold One half of me deserves to be this way till I'm old But the other half needs affection and joy And the warmth that is created by a girl and a boy I need love So tell me how your tour is going Tour's doing good, you know what I'm saying? It's real successful, you know. We sell a lot of tickets. It's just it's real hectic, you know what I'm saying? Interviews, girls calling me all the time. Yo, it's real crazy, man. Right, see what I mean? My little girl today. Oh, right. Listen, yeah. what I tell you about these rap guys, huh? Daddy, just, yeah, look, I'm not Daddy, taking any Romance, sheer delight, how sweet I gotta find me a girl to make my life complete You can scratch my back, we'll get cozy and huddle I'll lay down my jacket so you can walk over a puddle I'll give you a rose, pull out your chair before we eat 
Oh. LL. Women love LL Cool J. And actually that's where the name comes from. His real name is James Smith and LL Cool J stands for Ladies Love Cool James. He looks very good for his age. He looks gr- he looks great yeah, for his age. Another does. successful actor as That's well. That's right. Yeah. I thought this was a little bit fucking naffy. But I think this kind of thing. But this was big. This track pulls the girls into because it shows a softer side. That's right. I use my cock. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, my God, I want to suck his dick. I'll look after you. Oh, my God, meet me in the dunnies. I really love you. <laughs> meet me in the dunnies. Yeah. Oh, my God, I There's love you so much. <laughs> it's very I love you so much Yeah. for horny white chicks, yeah. isn't it? Oh, my it? God, I'll look horny after Horny white eyes. chicks, yeah, that want some black He's cock. just misunderstood like that, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's just so misunderstood. Yeah, I wish people are just, you know, makes me want to cry. Oh, my God, it's so special. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he was fucking, yeah, he was awesome, LL. Well, look, his big thing was Mama said said, knock you out. Yeah. And then remember? Yeah, that's right. He had hits, though, like further back, like I'm Bad in 87. Um. I yeah. think this was the daggy one that really struck a chord with people. Yeah. And then Mama nice. Said Knock You Out in Australia was a big hit. But then Def Ryan released it not long after. Yeah, that's true. Which I found <laughs> really bizarre. Right. Yeah. Like I was like, why would you do that? A big rock LL version. Cool J Dude, has just released. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't as long after that either. No, no. Because I think LL Cool J is one of the most amazing he just doesn't age, this guy. No, it's incredible. I think he's like 86, isn't he? He's, I mean, he's not. He's 53. 53. But like, he looks fucking Is he fantastic. Really? Oh, see, radio. I remember he did He did a. Um, Funk phenomenon? Funk phenomenon. But he did I a used collab to love with that. J-Lo. Yeah. And had his top off and he was of a certain age then. Well, if he's only 53, that's young. And he looks fucking am- – he looked amazing. Because she's 50 whatever. But he was, he was – he's ripped. He's, he always has been. I actually thought he was older than that. You know, he had a really troubled early childhood um, from New York as well. I think his dad tried to sh- um, shoot and kill his mum and his grandfather. Oh. And he was four years old and found them – like like kind of in, in their own blood kind of thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, really, really full-on No wonder childhood. he needs love. Yeah. Poor cunt. That's right. That's Jesus. Right. Did they survive? Yeah, they they survived. They moved out. He grew, he so grew it wasn't up. a Marvin Gaye story where the dad just fucking went crazy went, and killed them? Went nuts. Them. No. Oh, no, it wasn't. Bless. Mm. I need love. It's so Millie Vanilli though. I need love. Yeah. I'm rocking my hairstyle. In and I don't around know how to rap. <laughs> I don't know how to rock, but I'm fucking good. I don't know how to rock, but I don't know how to fuck. I need love. I'm I gonna, loved it. I'm going to start rapping. I know. I should. We We won't. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah. anyway. Not this time. So we're not this time. <laughs> we're 
when we're nice and drunk on the Patreon, we'll do. <laughs> we did do that last week. We wrote a track called Fucking Whore and oh, people are did. asking for yeah. it. It's going to be the hugest thing We've soon. just got to mix it Fucking and get whore. it mastered and yeah. it'll be out soon. That's right. <laughs> Number 10, I had to leave this track on last. I love this track, Rapper's Delight, Sugar Hill Gang. Oi. And if you don't mention these guys, you're really not looking at the genre very closely. Here we go. Love it. Fucking cool. Very cool. Love it so much. Once again, a like huge uh, link to Jamaica with these guys. Can I as just well? say this is 1979? Yeah. But I thought we should add it. Oh, God, yeah. You have to put it, it with these others. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. It was, one of the, it was one of the first big hip hop rap, uh, rap tracks. Um, and it would inspire so many more. Yeah. Um, right throughout the 80s. Absolutely. And even now. And it was um, Sheik's Good Times. Yes. was really fantastic. Yeah. So 2014 this record was inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame, believe it or not. Yeah. Don't know how that happens when it's sampled from Sheik. But I love the bass line. You see this in The Wedding Singer with the little old granny? <laughs> yeah. When she sings hip, hop, yeah. hibbity, but you know, That's and right. they bring She's that been in. Practicing. That's and right. and it's actually seventy nine, but it really is eighties. Like it was a it was yeah. sort of right through that eighties mm. kind of thing. Rapper's delight. I love it. And we've done this in my band as well. Yeah. Goes down a treat. I would it's love that groove. to do it. Well, I used to play the drums in this. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, it's just four four on the floor. Nice. You dirty hole, four four on the floor. <laughs> but yeah, that that's pretty much the episode, sweetie. Like I think we've gone through Fantastic, great. And I've just spotted a spider on the floor, like it's a white tail. A little oh, prick. serious? Yeah. Kill it. No, that's not a white tail. What is it? That's a wolf spider, isn't oh, it? Oh wolfy? Yeah, no, they're fine. Okay. Leave, leave him. Oh, he can be all right. He looks he looks happy on the floor. 
Whitey's because the floor's really clean. Yeah, no. See Whitey's how he's, have the little thing. Whitey's a kind of they've got the big tail, and this one is sort of all spread out evenly. You know, don't don't let me leave and you kill it because no, it's very bad luck. I'm not scared of spiders. We've got a big oh, spider on the wall. See. Oh, Mickey. oh, yeah, you My do too. students hate it. We had a fucking annoying, because we just moved into this new place. First thing Mickey does is like go around with a spray can. Really? Fucking killing everything. I don't mind spiders. Yeah, I don't either. But but a, it was the biggest white white tail oh, spider yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, because it's yeah. been warm and cold. And and we're just worried that Maggie will like chomp them or something. You know, they fucking see insects. What's this? And like chomp them. I don't think they affect animals. Oh, serious? No, it doesn't get into their bloodstream. Oh. Cats can eat them. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I've looked into it. Because he chases but they them might, as well. If they bite them as they're sort of playing with yeah, them, Yeah, but it doesn't go into their bloodstream. Oh, okay. So apparently mm. they don't get affected. I think you're spreading misinformation. Well, well I know. <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm an anti-vaxxer, <laughs> so what do you expect? <laughs> I'm really not. But I look. I will look into it again because I do. You think your animals do attack spiders? They, yeah, they do. They love which to is sniff weird. them and eat you them. Think sort of natural selection would have fucking. But I think even that with out. snakes, animals are a little bit funny as well. No, they do. Yeah, they, yeah. They naturally fucking want to kill snakes. Yeah, yeah. Like horses do too. They stomp them and fucking. Yeah, and I yeah. don't think they can harm them. Yeah, as right. much as what there's certain <laughs> animals, but I might be wrong. I think that's bullshit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I'm making yeah. it up anyway. Semis, <laughs> semis, veterinary. Well, there you go. Segment. That was that was a fucking good rapper's delight oh, I loved version. It. As I said, it's impossible to, you know, honor hip hop in the 80s in its entirety. We can really just play a couple of songs that we love that that give vent to, you know, conversation about this because there is so much good material, so much good material. I know what I'm going to be listening to on the way home. Yeah. I fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I love Belle Biv DeVoe and and stuff like that mm. and I thought, well, I'm not going to put that in because I wanted to do some commercial stuff as well so people don't get – Board shitless. Yeah, yeah. Tone Loke as well. Like I used to love yeah, Tone Loke yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's another one. Funky Cormadina. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was a good genre. And I'm um, the, the I think the reason why I wanted to we, we both wanted to do this show when your mate wanted to do this, mm. but I just feel rap nowadays yeah. is very soft. Compared to what it was in the 80s. Because in the 80s they were breaking barriers. The musicianship was so incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like everyone today should look back. It's it's actually timeless. They're just not tough in now. It's actually timeless. Like like these guys were amateurs. They weren't. You know, like like the early hip hoppers and stuff. Groundbreakers, yeah. They were teaching themselves how to make music. They weren't, you know. They didn't have the money. Th- this is the thing. They were teaching themselves. It all happened in and around parties. Like people and, and you know, linked to break dancing and all the amazing, you know, fashion and everything. All of that stuff 
came out of New York and it just organically happened. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. happened. Yeah. Just absolutely incredible. It's sort of it's why I love blues, it's why I love jazz. It just sort of you know, they happen out of a need for people to be heard and and speak. It's and that's so the thing beautiful. that when I saw this footage of this rapper because he's been sued by mm. the brothers and stuff that mm, have been killed. Yeah. The phones in the air, like put your phones in the air. Like that's just a marketing strategy to mm. put it all over fucking yeah. social media. Yeah. So it it's not well. about the music. No. And when you worked at a nightclub which was R and B or hip hop mm. associated, yeah. you had to look cool. Yeah. And if you didn't look cool, you didn't fucking get in. No. Half these pricks that went to that stupid concert yeah. would not get in to something that was in the 80s. No. And you were pretentious. Yeah. There was a pretentious about you being in your own self and not looking across at another person and doing what everyone else does with their fucking mobiles. Mm. Yeah. Like, no, not fucking cool, yeah. not rap. Yeah, that's right. And I think if you asked anyone that did 80s, Grandmaster Flash, anyone that was still alive, they would say this is soft cock shit. Oh, mate, anyone that did 90s, naughty, you know, naughty's rap looks down on the shit today, oh, yeah. you know. It's, it's yeah, it's shocking. And I really think the current artists in this genre really need to look back and look at all the pioneers of this yeah. genre, you know, because it's timeless what, what they produced back then. It's really amazing. Mm. So awesome to be able to play a bit of it tonight, guys. Yeah. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you've enjoyed it. We've certainly loved it. Um, please, guys, get your friends on board listening to the show, the 80s montage. Please like, share, rate and rev- review. Give us five stars if you can. That really helps our rating and gets the message out across the world. Regardless of what platform you listen to, we're on over – 10 platforms these days, uh, premium platforms, podcast platforms such as Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts and Ghana. the list goes on. Yeah. Pick your favourite one and follow us, guys. Become a, become a subscriber. Don't just listen sort of now and again. Become a regular subscriber and you will never miss out and you'll help us out too. Best thing you can do is become a Patreon for as little as a dollar fifty a month, you can be- come on board and actually sort of become part of the family. You get the extra episodes as well if you pay a little bit more, up around the ten dollar mark a month, and hear all the juicy shit that happens in between episodes. Very exciting. Good on you guys. Please follow us, and of course, get in touch on social media or on Instagram, Facebook, and all of that. So. Drop us a line, let us know what you would like us to talk about and we'll have a chat about it, won't we? And the website is www.the80smontage.com. Aussies, come and see us live with Rewind oh, the 80s yes. all around Australia. Let's get our Brisbane people out there. We are coming to Cairns, motherfuckers. Oh, very exciting. I'm loving the Cairns venue. I love yeah. the people that work there. Corey, who's yep. at Cairns. Yep. Speak to him every day. Oh, awesome. We're just like, yes, yes, yes. It's it's hard at the moment because everyone's so bombarded. We're just opened up. 
in Melbourne, but Queensland's been opened up for a little while, I think. Yeah, it's been largely life is normal yeah. up there. What they haven't got is sort of like regular influx of southerners, you know, like New South yeah. Wales and, and kind of Melbourne and touring acts and all that kind of yes. thing. So, and if there's one thing Queensland loves, it's a band, and so it's. Yes, it, I'm. I'm really looking I'm forward to the Queensland. I'm really feeling really good. Really good about Cairns as well. Yeah, it's going to go. Really I'm well. finding it really supportive. We're doing the Cairns Performing Arts. What's the place? Performing Arts. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. CPAC. CPAC. Um, yeah, and it's uh, CPAC's right in the centre of town. It's recently yeah. been renovated. It's beautiful. Looking incredible. I played there. When I was in wow. high school, <laughs> fucking years wow. ago, it's it's been um, it's been hugely revamped since. Yeah, it has. Um, it's beautiful, and I can't wait to go back and check it all out and see all the crowd back there in Cairns. And it's a nine hundred people room, mm. and. It's just going to be magical. Yeah. I've got a f- good feeling about Cairns. I think you might be right about that because I don't know. I, I saw that. I saw my f- my first play in that theatre as well. I saw Hamlet by a touring sort of Shakespeare company in, in that theatre as well. So that will be a special one. Cairns is a really – Cairns is actually a really awesome city and it's really – I can't wait. Yeah. It's really good for um, – uh, live shows, whether it be theatre or gigs or whatever, people actually do just want to have fun there. The quality of life is incredible and, um, you know, people get they work hard in the heat, they get to the weekend and they just want to have fun. And, um, you know, any gig that I've ever seen in Cairns, even since I've left and gone back, has been so memorable, you know. Yeah. Been been yeah. amazing. So yeah, really looking forward to coming up, guys. Well, we won't be there until October next year, but mm-hmm. by the way the years are going, mm-hmm. it'll be no time. You've got to um as soon as it goes on the market, guys, snap them up. Snap, snap the up tickets the tickets. Up. Yeah. 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 Very excited about Cairns. Because yeah. Cairns a big city and there's only uh, you know, it's a nine hundred seater, so you gotta jump in and, and be part of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good on you guys. We love all our 80s montage listeners all around the world. Love you guys and stretching out and sending out all the 80s vibes. Absolutely. If it's music, mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. Woo!